podcast from your grave. This is episode 39 of Insert Credit. I'm Alex Jaffe, and the last game I purchased as a gift for a friend was Bioshock Infinite. Really? Uh, yeah, we'll talk about that later. Um, I'm Why? Frank Spaldi, and the last game I purchased for a friend... Brandon, have I ever bought you anything? Mm, no, but you did... You did uh, you did lend me and promise to let me purchase from you uh, those Genesis games, Ernest Evans and some other stuff. Tell you what, Ernest counts. Evans, it's yours. Nice. That was my secret plan. That's the last one. <laughs> Heck um, yeah. Actually, uh, I'm, I'm Brandon Sheffield, and the last game I bought for a friend was, uh, it was actually three games that I bought at once, which were Light Crusader, Dynamite Heady, and... Uh, Steel Empire, which I bought oh, for Ste- Steel Empire. Chris Craft. Right. Oh, KG, I like that guy. I saw yeah. those in. Uh, you, I saw those. Uh, okay, anyway. Um, in his hotel. The, my, na- my name is yeah, in his hotel. My name is Tim Rogers, and the last game that I purchased, I think I've got all of you beat. I bought fifty copies of Breath of Fire Five Dragon Quarter for oh, around man. nineteen, around nineteen cents each. Oh man! Brand new, closeout at a at a store in Akihabara, and I gave oh, them to coworkers. Man. And uh, a video game developers, uh, I gave Goichi Sudam one because he'd never played it. I gave them to video game developers who I thought could uh, benefit uh, from it, should could benefit from it, and would appreciate them. And uh, most of them didn't play the game, but it was really awesome to have a, like a stack of those in my house. For that is the best story, and exactly why I ask these beginning of the show questions. Anyway, my deal is that my friend Floyd, who is otherwise a really nice gentleman, is maybe one of otherwise. the top. It was maybe one of the top hundred Bioshock fans on the in planet. In the world? Yeah. Was he really uh, excited about getting to stumble around in uh, uh, racist Disneyland? You in bet Bioshock he was. Infinite? Unfortunately, he did not have the funds necessary to purchase such an item. So I as, went ahead and did that most, one as a good as friend. As most people who would enjoy racist Disneyland hopefully should not have the funds. <laughs> there you go. To get in so there. Because I did, so because I realized that a friend's happiness is more important than good taste, False. I went out and got him a copy. And he was very happy. And you're a racist. That's a beautiful story. Yeah. About racist Disneyland. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> so let's get right into it because we're a little pressed for time. I'm All going right. to uh, give you a bunch of questions. None of you have heard them before. You got six minutes to answer each. If we go on, I play a buzzer. We go on to the next one. We wrap it all up with a lightning round. We do it all again next week. Let's begin. Share the highlights of GDC, which may not have been covered by the mainstream video game media. <laughs> oh, uh, boy. That's toughen. We, we can't talk about the thing. What yeah, that's it? not allowed. What about the yeah. other thing? Oh, man. Can't God, talk about that I was, I was about to mention a thing as well, and then it's like, oh, I can't talk about that. Yeah. I think, okay, no mainstream media mentioned me. Okay, I want to just say there was a story in the New York Times yesterday, right? There was a story in the New York Times that was I like, read that story. Indies take over at JDC, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, it's like, the, it's all about indie game development now. And then they were like, there's this cool thing, and then this game, Joust, it's crazy. It doesn't even have graphics. And then there was the thing that's like, uh, it's like, however, it's not like, and then there were all these panels about diversity, and then they're like, well, despite the burgeoning diversity, or whatever, the burgeoning something, despite the burgeoning diversity in, in indie and in independent game development, 
nine out of ten of the speakers at the indie soapbox event were white men, right? And I'm like, one of those was me. <laughs> so I'm like, I sort of got mentioned in the New York Times. That's pretty nice. Oh, friend, so, you know who you know who was in that article? Friend of the show, Lee Alexander. Lee so, Alexander was in fact mentioned in there by name because uh, she apparently spoke about something important. Whereas all I did was speak about frivolous nonsense and uh, the mathematics of tuning ziggurat, which I, I think I think I made that talk sort of exciting. I enjoyed it. Will it be online yeah, Brandon, soon for our listeners? Brandon saw it. I it, saw it, it and I liked it. It was fun. Thanks. Will it be online? Um, I guess that's a question for me. Maybe. Um, I, I kind of am on the, the the panel of people who decides which talks are free. Can uh, you all, release it for our insert credit listeners specifically? Maybe make it an exclusive. Nope. No. All right. Well, yeah, this is, this, is, this is part of a service that costs like $1,000 a year to subscribe to or something. Uh, fair enough. Apparently, after giving that talk, I'm, uh, I'm not allowed to use any of the words that I've used in it. Notice really? I haven't... That's notice not I haven't, true. Notice I have Oh, I'm joking. Notice I haven't said <laughs> the yet. I haven't said the yet in the whole podcast. I can you just that. did it! Oh, you just no! said the whole podcast, Tim. Oh, no! <laughs> well, look like... Actually have to, you have to look, pay us for that speaker badge now. Yeah. Oh, man. God darn it. Hope, yeah, I can't think next... of anything that wasn't really covered. I mean, yeah. all the stuff... I'd, I'd that say that New York Times it. article really summed it up pretty well, I thought. Yeah, I mean, but, they managed to squeeze it all in there. There, was there even wasn't the... much that was important that wasn't covered. Uh, the the folks at BitMonster Games who made Lily, which is a game that I like on iOS, they announced a new game, and the only person that covered it was me via two tweets that I made. <laughs> oh, here's, here's something that was not mentioned explicitly by the mainstream games press. is Battlefield 4 was announced... Uh, which, of course, that game's coming out, and it was mentioned by the press, obviously, but everybody talked about how bad it was. Battle right? World. Because they, right. they, they, they got a whole bunch of journalists into a movie theater, and then they showed 17 minutes of gameplay where guys scream and get shot and yell profanity at each other. What was not explicitly covered by the mainstream games press is that on the Metreon there were two huge banners, one that said Battlefield 4, and then the other one that had the EA logo and the Battlefield logo, and it just said prepare for battle with the, the four being a big oh, numeral yeah. and oh, I, was yeah. like, I was like finally the marketers are uh, <laughs> they've 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 gotten on my level they cracked the know? code they've been listening to the podcast is what they yeah, yeah. sure. exactly so i feel I, like I have, a, I have a real thing wait, let's wait, hear a real thing time um the video game history museum guys were displaying uh, a bunch of old video game stuff and during the show they went to the home of david crane who was the pitfall guy I like that guy. Um, oh. You know, old, old programmer guy. And they managed to get his archive of, of material uh, as a donation to the museum. So all of his paperwork and stuff and his old, you know, prototype cartridges and whatever he had left, uh, it, was, it was all in a barn, and apparently there was a dead mouse in one of the boxes. No, nobody reported on that. It's true. Nobody reported on David Crane's dead mouse. Was what, David, wait, wait, that mouse secretly what? doing his game designs? That's what, very possible. possible. What did his cousin Fraser think of that? Miles. <laughs> oh, my. So, uh, oh, another thing David that, was, Crane, that was interesting related to those guys. Niles. Is that, yeah, yeah, Crane. David um, Crane. Fraser Crane. Yeah, yeah. One, one of those kiosks there, the, the, the Genesis kiosk, was in fact the exact kiosk from my childhood. 
mm-hmm. in in the local import game shop called Knights Video Games where I used to Did go. Did you cry? Did you cry when you saw it? Just a little. How did you know it was that one? Did you engrave your initials in it or something? I was told. Yeah, um, oh. so the the owner of that store uh, helped arrange his donation to the museum of that item. I saw it in his garage, and there's a really fat dog that ate his food right next to that kiosk. Oh, one, th- one thing the mainstream video game press did not cover was, despite there being several members of the mainstream video game press present at my house on Saturday when we played video ball all day, nobody wrote anything about it. Bunch <laughs> of jerks. That technically was not part of GDC. It was a... It, it was, was post, part of the GDC post- extended universe. Okay, mm. that's that's good. That's maybe maybe they're <laughs> maybe they're holding the previews out for a slower news day. Maybe that's, yeah, that's what probably it what they're doing. That must be it. Yeah. Yeah. Video ball. Video ball. Video ball. Video ball. Question okay. two. Question, Question two. number two. Let's hear it. David Hater. David Hater was not invited back as the voice of Solid Snake for Metal Gear Solid Five. Oh, Who man, would you like guy. to hear in his place? Oh man, you know Metal Gear questions. I sure know about Metal Gear as much as I always did. Well, this is good. This is a good uh, venue. Liam for Neeson. About. This is <laughs> a good venue. Sean Bean. Listen, listen here. This is a good venue for just talking about voice Steve actors Carell. in video games. Okay, <laughs> stop it. Stop it. Uh, you can just talk about voice acting in video games in general because David yes. Hayter. Here's all you need to know Tina about Fay. David Hayter. Let me let me bring you up to speed on David Hayter, Brandon. You want me to summarize? For yes. you, David Hayter is a guy who got asked to be in a video game in 1998. He has no talent. He sure. just talks mm-hmm. in a voice like this. Like right? Batman. Like, yeah, like, like he's a movie trailer guy mixed with Batman, right? And he got in this Metal Gear game with no dramatic skill. And the reason they get him in there is because he'd, he'd written a couple of failed screenplays before. Right, so he must right. know a bunch of stuff about movies. He wrote sure. the original X Men movie screenplay, and X-Men. he wrote the he wrote the first draft of the Watchmen movie screenplay, which is basically mm-hmm. just the comic book with a couple of words cut out so it fits into four hours. Right, so I mean, no offense to the guy, but let's let's take it all the way down. His his voice was not that good. And, I uh, think I think I I mean we've we've discussed this before. I absolutely agree with that. Uh, we've lamented, I think, on this podcast that we want someone else in that role, someone who's actually an actor in some capacity. Yeah, exactly, which and, is why I bring it up. Because, um, wish, wish granted. So how yeah. about Kevin Conroy? Hmm. Kevin who's Conroy, actually qualified to do a Batman? Kevin movie. Conroy, aka Batman. Yeah. Yeah, I would. I think he's actually pretty good. Uh, I think. Yeah. Uh, why not say Mark Hamill, the Joker? Let him be a weird guy. He I thought he was he done. Can, he can I thought be a he was done guy. doing oh, voice acting. I thought he was he's done. done doing, no, he's done doing the Joker. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, sure. Let's, he's good. It would, it would be good to have him do a Batman voice, just for the irony of it. Um, yeah, because like the voice actor for Solid Snake in Japan, I, I have probably mentioned this a billion times. Oh, he's great in the past. Yeah, he's he's amazing. So good. Good. And uh, his his delivery is fantastic. Not only not only does he play Solid Snake, he plays uh, Liquid Snake and Solidus Snake. He plays all the snakes, which and makes sense all... given that they're all clones of each other. Spoilers, exactly. Frank. Spoilers. Oh, but they 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 all have distinct personalities, and he gives them all different tones, and he performs differently for all of them. And like you almost can't tell the difference. You almost can't tell it's him doing Solidus Snake's voice mm-hmm. like in Metal Gear Solid 2, which is really cool. That's I guess. what a voice actor is supposed to do, so yeah, yeah, a but, cool thing. 
But then once once the spoilers come in and you you learn that he's a clone or Snake is a clone of him or whatever, they're all clones of the same guy. It's like, whoa! Now you can sort of hear it, you know, which is yeah. cool. Which it's, is it's heck. It's heck cool. If they had a voice actor, they would have done that probably. And, and, and David Hayter in in Metal Gear Solid Four, for example, I remember seeing a a, a comment on Kotaku that was like because there was like a Japanese trailer linked, and somebody was like, man, the Japanese voice actor for Snake sucks, which isn't true. <laughs> and and they're like, he doesn't even sound like an old man, you know? And it's like, first of all, yes, he does. That's what old people sound like. Uh, you know, old people only, oh, oh, like Solid Snake yeah. in Metal Gear Solid 4 in English sounds like he's gargling asphalt, yeah. you know? Yeah. And it's yeah, like, it, it, does he do that? I'm an old man. <laughs> no, Brandon, maybe you should be Solid Snake. So right. it's like Solid Snake and Metal Gear Solid One is like, all right, I'm going in there, right? Solid Snake and Metal Gear Solid Four is like, all right, I'm going in there, and like <laughs> barely, barely exaggerate. It's yeah, like it's barely it's exaggerating. True. And it's like, oh, oh. So it's like, what is he going to do in Metal Gear Solid Five? Just go, oh, like that? Like, like yeah. come on, you know? I, I think, and from what I've seen in Metal Gear Solid Five, I'm not going to talk any smack about the game because I don't know. I'll start talking smack about it once I've played it for three or four seconds. But, uh, like, it looks weird. It looks like it's got some sort of thematic weirdness to it. So it's like, you know, why not have some actual performances going on in there? So, I mean, if, if that's been the progression of the voice acting, it's just been getting growlier and less uh, comprehensible. Why yeah. not have, um, let's say, Chris Barnes, uh, who's he's the former lead singer of Cannibal Corpse. Oh, yeah, get him in there. Yeah. Get him in there. Yeah, why the heck not? You know, you know what, they should just get, like, Twelve different guys, and just change his voice scene to scene. Oh, they right. they could just blend them all together, blend all the performances into. Oh yeah, one. at the same time, so he just has time. this really booming, powerful voice, it's like, like that, a guitar like chord. Bob Dylan. Yeah. Another another thing that they could do is get. Well, they could harmonize too. Sorry, go <laughs> yeah. ahead. Is get some get somebody over the age of twelve to translate the script. Oh. How's that? Why would they? But but then, how would the audience be able to relate to it? You didn't think about that. Wow! Wow! Wee! If there's if they're ever making a new Banjo Kazooie game, uh, anybody <laughs> anybody rare is listening. Can I be Kazooie? Listen. <laughs> I think I, David Hayter is gonna be Kazooie. That's oh, if, if that if that chump beats me out, I'll be so mad. How about the uh, voice actor who does like every animal sound in every cartoon? For, like Frank Welker, is that his name? Oh, that guy's oh, you mean awesome. Dietrich Bader. No, not Dietrich no. Bader. No, that's Frank, Frank Walker. Yeah, Frank I, I'm Walker. doing. If if I were making a platform game about a dog, I would be doing all of the barking sounds myself. That's fair. Oh yeah. Oh, uh, uh, Maurice Lamarchand, I think is his name, the guy oh. who does the Orson Welles no. voice. He could just D do that. Bradley me. Baker. I was thinking of D. Bradley Baker. I want I want Orson okay. Welles' voice to be a solid snake. Hell yeah. I think sure. that would be awesome. Let's do this. Just chop up things that Orson Welles has actually said in movies before, <laughs> yeah. and use and use that. They call that sentence mixing. They they, they can that. they can songify songify the snake, as it's known. All right, next one. Next question: What are the worst things you can do when remaking a classic video game? Give uh, it to uh, way forward. Give it to way forward. forward. <laughs> 
Exactly. That's the number one thing you do. If you want your game to be I, uh, less good than before, you give it to a company that has no level, no ability to design levels that are any fun, and no sense of what made a game good. I could tell you some very specific things that I am not allowed to say that would make you understand why those guys are not the guys to do anything. But I can't. Did you I, I see can... uh, yesterday the the interview with Way Forward that I oh posted? My God. Um, oh where... my God! Oh my God! I just want to take this moment to say hello to uh, my friends at Way Forward who watch the podcast Hi. every week. <laughs> Hi guys, how you doing? Hi Way Forward guys. We don't mean you. We mean the other guys. Yeah, the other guys, uh, not not the director guy that I know. The, I mean, the, the, in the interview, they they talk about how um, they're like filling in the gaps of the original game by adding cutscenes that explain things like why oh, can Scrooge McDuck. Yeah, why can Scrooge McDuck breathe on the moon? Isn't players that weird? back in the 80s, would free, they, they, they didn't care so much, but players now, kids kids nowadays are all about the facts. As we That's know. right. Yeah. I, I so really like, why like... is this guy in Minecraft? How can yeah. he punch a tree to make it fall down? We need to, uh, we need to add some cut scenes. Let's make this happen. Frank, I really like your joke about uh, how because there's no sound in space, they're taking out the music from the moon theme level. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that was that, that was a good lol. That was a hip, that was a hip lol. I liked that one. Yeah. I, was gonna say, I was gonna say one of the worst things to do when remaking a classic game is uh, to pick a game that's not actually that good to remake. You know, like that's true. Why not pick a good one, right? Right. I agree. Right. I mean, there. I mean, come on. Yep. Right. Ducktales is pretty good, though. Ducktales oh, is a I'm good not, one to remake. I'm, yeah. not, I'm not saying Ducktales. I'm not saying it's good to remake. Sucks. I don't think you need can, to. Can you provide an example of a yeah. game that got remade and didn't need to be remade, Tim? Let, let me. Let me. I'm putting that on the back burner. Let me say something about Ducktales first. Um, <laughs> in In Ducktales, this remake, I really wish it would just be 2D backgrounds and yeah. everything just drawn in nice 2D. Uh, yep. Also, uh, Scrooge McDuck has heck of dead eye in the game. Oh my God, does he? And and the eyes never <laughs> change. Like he's just yeah. got this. Expression like no matter what he's doing, like he like could, he could like be jumping or falling. Yeah, he's just heck he's got he's got duck face. He's got duck face. <laughs> he's got and he's got dead eye duck face. Which he's is got dead eye duck face. No matter what he's he's pogoing someone. He's like getting shot in the gut. He's I don't know drinking a beer. He's just, he's just got that same fa- like the beer drinking mechanic in the game. You know, I'm glad they're paying them. So, so what what making all the backgrounds and objects into 3D does is it creates this hokey like like gut punching disparity between the character and the the objects, and then the fact that. It, there's these treasure boxes that you have to pogo on to open them up and get the treasures out of, which was something that people delighted in doing in the NES version. But now it's like there's treasure boxes that were like arranged like platforms so that you yeah. can only pogo off of them once, and that if you want to get to the secret area, you have to pogo correctly, and you have to pogo with the right timing. It was a good way of locking you out of getting through to the secret thing. But uh, in, in all these screenshots for the new uh, remake of the game, I'm just seeing these 3D treasure boxes that are just positioned in the air, and it just yeah. is real. And then there's like this 2D character, and it's like, how are those treasure blocks or treasure boxes flying? Is there are they going to have a cutscene to explain that? I really like, hope they do. Like, I want a cutscene for that. That just totally weirds me out. <laughs> they also explain via cutscene why there's a rat on the moon. Yeah, um, yeah. Because apparently the explanation that there's cheese on the moon wasn't enough. So right. That, 
just the subtlety just doesn't work on modern children. I, I don't feel, know. I feel like that urban myth has fallen out of favor since Possibly, the, the, yeah. moon, the moon landing in 1969. I think people Some, have stopped uh, thinking the moon is made of cheese. I think that's someone's it. getting paid to do that, which is a problem well, that I have. Tim, that would oh. be true if the Ducktales game originally came out before 1969. But that's not the case. Well, no, I mean, I think... Slowly has, fallen out of favor. Yeah, yeah. It, it has yeah. fallen out of favor. It was like halfway out of favor around the time DuckTales came out. Right. But it more rapidly fell out of favor. Now that we have YouTube and Facebook and people can just look it up right. on Wikipedia, they can look up <clears throat> moon, and then they can skip to the word cheese, and then there's like the part in the Wikipedia page that goes, the more, unfortunately, the moon is not made out of cheese. So it's really <laughs> easy for people citation to Citation needed. Yeah, <laughs> citation needed. Well, I think they get Neil Armstrong on there. They could get him to give a quote. I was there. It wasn't made of cheese. I, didn't, so, I found no cheese on the lunar surface at but all. But now that I think about it, I almost want to propose a question of uh, what is the story that how did the rat get on the moon? We should have the... <laughs> Uh, we should start having an insert credit uh, fan fiction segment on the show. That's true. I've done. But that fan fiction is not the is, fan fiction's fine, but you don't put that into an official remake of the game. Uh, to actually answer the question, though, I think you only remake games that need it, um, and I think that adding uh, just a layer of graphics on top of an old game is not ever cool. I, I've never seen. Like an HD version of a 2D game that looks. They, they call them they call them remasters, which is like okay. totally not right because a yeah. remaster is you take what's there and you present it in the the highest fidelity fidelity that was not possible at the time the right. thing came out right. So it's like uh, a remaster of Ducktales would be uh, pixel perfect. You would make yeah. it widescreen. But without yep. messing with the ratio, you would make it fill this. You would make you the would do the Sonic the CD. The right. Sonic CD thing is exactly, exactly. what you're talking about. Exactly. Yeah. And the thing that Sega did with a lot of their Sega Ages game, make it fill yeah. the screen. Yeah. Perfection. Give it I to just, M2. I just want to say, would it be more accurate to call it a resaster than a remaster? Yes. Sure. Yes. Right. A resaster. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. It's spec script season in California. Try and make it on TV by outlining a video game-themed episode of a currently airing program. I'm going to need to know any currently airing program. If yes, you know please. You. One of those. You know is, what the it? Is, is The Office still on? No. <laughs> I uh, think so. No, this is the last season. Let's see. Oh, but, the, but it's still on. Oh, I guess there's no spectacle. Adventure script. Time exists. That's a, a show, Game of I Thrones think. exists. Oh, yeah, you could do Thrones. Video Game of Thrones, yes. Video Game of Thrones. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I'd do That's, that. That's all I need. That's two. That's no. two shows. Is Meet the Press still on? The, the news. <laughs> There's the news. <laughs> I mean, Brandon, Brandon, technically every episode of Adventure Time is a video game-themed episode. True. Uh, but yeah, oh, you, video game-themed episode. I forgot about that. Yeah. I don't want a video game-themed episode of Game of Thrones because that would be terrible. Right. <laughs> so, it would be video Game of Thrones. So I, it has I to be a show that that's not that good because I don't think a video game-themed episode is necessary for anything. How about Archer? I don't like that show that much. You don't like Archer? I like Archer. No, it's it's well do you do you also like uh, sports radio where everyone's just screaming at each other all the time? Oh, no, I don't I even not. I don't even know what's on TV. Oh, oh man. Oh man. That's what Archer is. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Screaming. Ready? Ready? Listen. Yes. No. <laughs> okay. No. A, a, a Madman episode. That's not currently airing. Yeah, it is. It yeah, actually the new Madman's still on. Starting. 
Yeah, oh, new really? season okay. is starting really soon. I know because Facebook. I was just looking at Facebook, and there's an update that says new season of Mad Men yeah. is starting. Mad Men takes place in the '60s, right? True. Yeah. How about they have a their their task with marketing space war? Oh <laughs> man, that's okay. pretty good. There that's you go. Good. Okay, let's work, okay, let's work on that. Let's roll off that. How does Mar- how does the Mad Men team develop uh, the marketing campaign around? Well, they would probably have to find a new nickname for Steve Slug Russell because Slug doesn't test well. Yeah, they, no. they need to give him they need to give him a better nickname, and they propose like, a snail. It could snail it could Russell. be it could be Slugger because uh, in yeah in, in middle school he was he he played uh, uh, what do you call it? What's that baseball thing that they play when they're young kids? Baseball. Yeah, <laughs> there's that thing. So they stoop, uh, stoop ball. The name of the thing that you do. The conclusion of the episode. The conclusion of the episode has to be that they realize it's unmarketable because they have they do this factual thing in the show where they try to keep everything sort of factual. Well, they realize it's unmarketable because like it's everyone has pirated this game that has a PDP one. All like five of them. Yeah, yeah. So I think they would already know that it's not marketable because it's a room filling thing that you can't. Oh, they're they're not selling the PDP one computer. They are selling the program Space War. Yeah, but nobody. Or the five universities. (laughs) Or maybe 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 they're maybe they're trying to sell. They're trying to start up some sort of retail establishment. Did you ever see the episode about Hyalai? There's there's a, there's a plot line in Mad Men where they're trying to sell the sport Hyalai to the American people, right? Wow. You guys know Hyalai? The uh, I do. Yes, it's the sport. But I haven't Kings. seen the. I can't watch that show because of the misophonia that I have. Oh yeah, that's, they, that's they, a little they sad. Just, they bring a tightness to all the. They're like, we're gonna make it sound so real, and so you can hear everyone clinking their plates and chewing oh, their food. A, and uh, clinking their whiskey thing on the saucer. Yeah, and, the, and uh, their, their, their glasses are clinking around. And oh, God, that sounds like a nightmare. Sh- I can't watch that show. It really sucks because it's very interesting and kind of mm. smartly written and stuff, but I just can't watch the show. I wonder if they could make like edits of that episode with the little sound effects cut out if someone was like, really, really OCD enough to do that. Someone, <laughs> I'm, yeah. just, I'm imagining now trying to market... Uh, special edition Blu-rays for people <laughs> suffering from your condition. <laughs> I would buy those. <laughs> I would buy the well, heck out of that. Um, one, one thing about the Blu-rays is uh, if you're watching on a stereo TV, right, like, Blu-rays are all set up for surround sound, and usually the clinking stuff is in the background. Right. So, yeah, so you, you can shut off the background. I guess if there's Mad Men on Blu-ray. Uh, okay, so what they're marketing is a way to play this game without attending university, I guess, right? right. Yeah, probably they're, that. They're probably going to try to invent what we'll know as uh, a video arcade. Now, are they putting yeah, a PDP-1... Yeah, that's, that's one, the idea. Are they putting a PDP-1 in a Boardwalk arcade, or are they uh, trying to uh, open up... S- Gaming centers that are so focused around the PDP one. Maybe you know they're trying to sell the World's Fair, Frank. Maybe maybe they're trying oh. to make a game show on TV. Oh yeah, oh. I think they're trying to make a TV game show that is about space war. I think yeah. it would be interesting if they were also trying to beat to the punch this uh, young upstart 
TV repairman's son that they've heard about <laughs> named Ralph Bear. Yes. Yeah. Uh, who's, who's working on something uh, faster and, and better. That, portable, uh, yeah. Right. More portable <laughs> that they've heard about, but they don't know when he's going to be finished with it, and they're trying to... There's some subterfuge there. That'd be I, cool. I don't know what's up with this Bayer guy. Who's going to want to play tennis on a television set? Yeah, exactly. So what's... what's uh? I don't know what year Mad Men is in now. I know they were in, like, 62 the last time I watched the well, show. Well, 62 was Space War year. Right? Yeah, I know. So yeah. it's, I think they're in, like, 1965 now. I didn't watch okay. the new season, which is available on Netflix as of, like, yesterday. Ooh. So I'll probably watch the new season. 65, if I'm not mistaken, uh, I think I think Ralph Bear's doing some... No, it's 66 that he comes up with the concept, actually. Hmm. Hmm. Who cares about facts? Another, I mean, introduce a new character. Yeah, sure. I mean, so we, there are obviously other guys well, who are experimenting actually, with this kind of thing. Actually, this is this is actually a good idea because the the space war thing. It could be like 1965 or so. It mm-hmm. could be like it could be like yeah. We're trying finally trying to get space war off the ground in 65. Like get it to yeah. be a yeah a, a televised sport. I think that went off a lot more successfully than I'd hoped. Good job, yeah, yeah. guys. Uh, I guess uh, it's this it's this French press full of coffee that I'm drinking. Over I think here. we well, just have to know what a TV show. Well, you're was. going you're going to need that energy, Tim, because we're about to launch into the improv zone. Oh no, no. that's good. That's good. I, I'm glad we finally are finally doing Frank, this. Frank, what? Just a plane? Did you hear that? Yes. It was a plane. Good job, Frank. Thanks. Frank, you are the disillusioned manager of a local GameStop. Interviewing nice. two potential candidates for a game advisor position. One of them. What's a, what's a game advisor? Yes, please. These are the people who go, who work walk around on the floor, work at GameStop. Basically, they're it's the name for people okay. who. It's a salesperson. It's a yeah, GameStop salesperson. salesperson. Pretty much. Yeah, uh, Bra- Brandon is one candidate. He is a. <coughs> Yeah, Brandon. Okay. okay, that disgusting noise aside, uh, Brandon is one candidate, a doe-eyed seventeen-year-old who loves everything about video games, and another candidate, played by Tim, is a down-on-his-luck Duke Nukem. Begin. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Who's Brandon? Brandon's a doe-eyed seventeen-year-old who loves everything about video games. I love video games. And Frank is a grizzled veteran of the video game retail industry, and he's <clears throat> uh, interviewing you both for the same position at the same time. All right, uh, gentlemen, uh, go ahead and uh, sit down. Let's get this over with. Uh, I'm so excited. That, that's great. Um, so uh, the position you're applying for, a uh, game advisor, um, it, it requires some knowledge of the, the product that we're pushing. Um, I, know everything, I know everything about video games. I've been playing video games since I was five years old. My dad bought me an NES because it was really cheap at the time, but now I have the Xbox, I have the PlayStation, I've got a PC, and I play the Minecraft, and I have all the video games, and I know everything. Sorry, I was, I was reading a text message. Uh, that sounds like okay. Good. You, I play you know. video games. I play them. I play them. I play them. I'm playing one right now in my head. As okay, um, older child, uh, your answer to that same question. What? <laughs> um, I, I I need to know uh, for this position if you have any familiarity with the the product that we're that we're pushing on the shelves. Video games. Yes, correct. It doesn't sound like Mr. Newcomb wants this job as badly as I do. I think that I deserve this job very much because I love video games, and I think they're the I've best. Got both Wait a second, steel. are you Duke Newcomb from I've the video got... game Duke Nukem 3D? 
I've got no. balls of steal. Now, can, now, balls can I of have steel an are... autograph with kid, your kid, balls? kid? Stop, stop talking. I'm, uh, other, I'm other kid. Right now. Slightly older kid. Uh, balls of steel. Uh, very important for a video game advisor. We we do look for that quality here. It I takes should, I should... steel balls to sell video games. That's right. I I, I like. You I know like what it takes to sell video games. I want to know. It takes steel balls to sell video games. Okay. I will uh, get those. I can go and get those. My dad, I think that he may have some in the garage that I can borrow. I will bring those here right now. Hold on. Let me... Let me. No, that's, that's, that's a good kid. Uh, dude, I'm back. I have steel balls now. Uh, wonderful. 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 Um, do either of you children uh, know how to answer a, a telephone uh, machine? I have not heard about telephones before. I do okay. have a cell phone that I send text messages with. Is that a similar sort I've of a thing? I've got balls of steel. Now, balls of steel, I'm really leaning toward here, kid. You're going to have to really step up your game if you well, want a promising career. Okay, I, I am 17. I, I mean, telephones were, they did not exist during my youth. Um, I bel- I've seen them on the Mad Men that television show, they use the telephone there, and okay. I think if I watch a few more episodes of that show, I can understand how they work. I'm very enthusiastic. Wait, also, there was a telephone. Is it kind of like the thing oh, that Jesus. Solid Snake uses to talk to his uh, to his superiors when they're telling him what to do? I, yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah, like pr- that. Probably, I that. yeah, probably. That's, okay, that's, that I can do movie. it. It was a good movie. The, I can do the this. Snake, the snakes, phone snakes. The uh, phone snake. Jesus, I hate my life. Uh, I've got boy. snakes of steel. Uh, great, kid, great. Um, do either of you have any experience with a point-of-sale system? We, we, we use one from an outside vendor here. Uh, if you have any experience with this particular vendor, that would, that would come in some use, I would think. In our position. I used to play the merchant what? in Ragnarok Online. Um, and um. use very... She's very adept at selling right, things, right. and I think it's very similar. And I can and I can apply this knowledge to my exciting new experience as a as a game advisor on the GameStop uh, floor. I I could do this. Okay. Uh, other child. Balls of steel. Okay. I like I that. that. I like I that. See, I see that he has he has that going for him, and I acknowledge that. I, I, I son, I, I don't, son, 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 listen to me. I've been in this business for a long time, and I think you're kind of underestimating the value of uh, balls of steel for a game advisor position. Um, I understand that you've managed to acquire some somehow. Yes, uh, I have them here. They, they, now, that, that's good. I like that initiative. Uh, however, there there is some uh, training that goes into that, and uh, unfortunately, uh, we do not... Page train our employees on oh, no. how to use the steel ball system. So, oh, no. uh, uh, unless you are practicing, that's good. That's good. I like that. That's really good. Uh, oh, Jesus, uh, I'm I'm having a really hard time uh, listening to you speak to me, younger but, child. But, but I, I have balls of steel as well. I've got them, and I've played Mr. Newcomb's games, and I. I'm going to come out and say that I think that his steel balls have been tarnished over the years. I will say that. I think that that is true, and his steel balls 
are 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 old and they need some burnishing before he he is worthy of this position. And my son, shiny son, brand new. son, do you think that kind of attitude is going to get you a job at the GameStop Corporation? Well, I hope so. I hope that my enthusiasm and my shiny new steel throw balls some be steel enough. balls on top Curses. of your other steel balls. Curses. Balls of and come back and see me. You, other child. Balls of balls. steel. Balls. Yes. I think you've broken. <laughs> okay, great job, everybody. We made balls. that one real easy on Tim there. Yeah. I, I Tim made that one real easy on himself. <laughs> he sure balls did. Balls of steel. Okay, Tim, you can stop doing that now. You're, Heck you're yeah. Tim, you're Tim, you are now the character of Tim Rogers. And you got oh, the job. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Yay! Yeah, Good old dude who takes, takes steel balls to sell video games. I think, that was the, I think that was the moral of that, that whole sketch right there. All right. Gotta have if, steel balls. If Electronic Arts pulled annual April Fool's publicity stunts, what would they be like? They um, would be they really, would, they, oh, really I know, cruel. I know. They would, have a, uh, they would have a game that everybody wanted to play. Let's say about building a city. Oh, and then they would not let people play it for a very long time. They would give oh. up really long cues, and everyone would be like, "This game is so awesome! Uh, if only we could play it, but you can't!" Ha ha. That's what they would do. They oh. would probably just—they uh, would probably just uh, release, or say that this game is out, and then uh, just not have it. Just have it have server problems. Like they would just make up a game. I was actually thinking about uh, Steel Balls when you asked the question and didn't hear it. (laughs) If if Electronic Arts did Mm -hmm. an April Fool's Day joke every year, what would they be like? I see, I see. Okay. I was going to say they'd probably be fairly cruel about it by like announcing a game that like realistically lots of people would want. Yeah, like Mule Two or something. Yeah, or Mutant League, like. Found uh, design documents. Yeah, they, like they would announce like Mutant League basketball. <laughs> that that would be the most cruel thing. What Brandon and, and, just said. And, <laughs> yeah. like, hang on, what? hang on. Like the, the Mutant League basketball thing's fine, but but what Brandon's suggesting is that their April Fool's gag is that uh, they they are releasing the final work of a legendary designer who is dead now. <laughs> oh God, mm-hmm. Son of That'd Mule, cool. the sequel to Mule. Yeah. And then, and then be like, haha, pranked. That would be amazing. Yeah. Oh man, you know what? <laughs> You know what would actually be even better is if they they announced that Battlefield 4 is just a prank. It's just an April Fool's. We're not actually making a fourth Battlefield. Right. That would be pretty good. No one wants a fourth one. Right. Who played three? You know, they I mean, did... there's a Modern Warfare every year. Who bought that? Someone did do a prank of uh, Adam Boys from Sony being yeah. uh, called the EA CEO. And VentureBeat just, like, that reporter just tripped over himself while vomiting to get to the keyboard really fast. Yeah, and put it right Um, up there. And put it right up there. There was a story right up on VentureBeat saying Adam Boyes is the new EA CEO. I got that press release at the same time as that guy. It was from a Gmail account. Wow. (laughs) That'll do it. Yeah. That'll do it. That'll do it. (laughs) Well, Gmail is where all official correspondences come from. Is sure. there going to be some point in the future where where April Fool's jokes slip to like the thirtieth of March, and uh, people start We're getting like, there? Well, yeah. that that happens in uh, in Japan. They start in, at the thirtieth. You know, uh, well, at least in our time. I really miss the days of the Japanese game industry being 
a big thing where they would have these crazy April Fool's jokes. Like yeah. Myron oh, man. would always be right. nuts. And, like, most of the companies that did cool April Fool's jokes don't exist anymore. Probably because oh, they spent all that time putting together a crazy April Fool's jokes. Take note, to... Google. Take note yeah. of your hubris. Man, what did Google, Google do? Does... Oh, man, they had a YouTube announcing uh, the nominees for the best YouTube video of all time where they were just reading the names of every video on YouTube, like, for 24 <laughs> straight hours. Is that did true? you see that? Yeah, yeah. That's pretty they funny. Had, no, I didn't had, like, see anything. I didn't see any jokes, really. I don't know how those hosts uh, made it through that whole day, but this, it was live, and it was two real people reading uh, the names of all the YouTube videos. Wow. It was, yeah, it was exciting. It's kind of an elaborate joke. I saw it linked in my Facebook about six billion times. So I, I saw it linked zero times, so I guess my friends are cooler than yours. You lose. Seemed like nope. Think Geeks wasn't as good this year as it usually is. Think Geek usually has really weird products that they put yeah. into their catalog. What, um, what did they do this year? This year, I only remember one of them, which was kind of cute, which was, uh, you know those those family decals that people put on their back windshields? Like, yeah. Yeah. The, the parents and the two children or whatever. They had a Batman set, which was just Batman and two gravestones. Oh. Uh, yeah. Which is a cute idea. But They'll probably wasn't... just eventually make that. Also, there, yeah. they had one that was uh, a real-life BMO from Adventure Time, but that was very oh, yeah. fake. Yeah. But then uh, I saw one that was pretty good, even, like, I didn't even consider it as being a real thing, but there was a um, doggy dude ranch on Amazon Local. Yeah, where there were rideable dogs. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, if that were real, I would totally do that. I think I think the best April Fool's joke for uh, uh, EA would be they're making a game that's not going to require you to log into Origin, yeah. in order to play it. Just yeah. just in general. Or if this year they 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 did an April Fool's gag saying that uh, we've got an offline mode coming for SimCity. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like they would That'd have be to really be good. really, really huge jerks about it, and they would have yeah. to acknowledge their own jerkitude in order to do it. <laughs> so one of those, yeah. 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 I mean, I don't think uh, there's any uh, thing, I don't think the premise of a good April Fool's joke is acknowledging that you're a jerk. Are I you think, sure? I think, I think that's a fantastic premise. I think it, it really could be. Yeah. I don't know. Especially if you're EA. Yeah. Uh, DC Comics did a really subtle April Fool's Day joke where they changed the bios of Batman and Superman on their website to insinuate that uh, Martha Wayne and Martha Kent were the same person, and they were half-brothers. That's funny. Oh, that's that's, that's kind of cool. Um, yeah. DC Comics, that stands for Detective Comics Comics, right? It sure Correct. does, Brandon Sheffield. Okay. Detective Comics sure. Comics, Detective Comics Comics. Uh, did you guys so, see the the Journey April Fool's joke where it was uh, you can it's like the rocket launcher death match mode for Journey? Yeah. I, no, I saw I that. Oh, I saw that, and I was like, that looks like actual fun. I hate I hate actual fun. I hate it. Actual fun's yeah. kind of the worst. Here we go. Review Bioshock Infinite as if you were bribed just the right amount of money above your dignity threshold to do so. Got got lots of graphics. Ken Levine so is a genius. He is the genius of our time, and yep. he has created the world's best video game. Ten out of ten. I mean, he's really a, a modern Picasso in his. <laughs> I was I, mean, uh, the... I was a little bit skeptical going in. Yeah. <laughs> 
Based uh, on previews, I wasn't sure it, what we were going to expect, but but it but it blew me away. I love the racism thing. <laughs> like In I fact, was a little... I think I I've, I'm converted. I am now a racist. <laughs> I think yeah. to this game. Yeah, I yeah, yeah, made a strong argument for racism. This, this game has given I... me balls of steel. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I you know, and you know, I love the box art. I thought the box art was. A, Putting a guy with a gun on there is a pretty good idea. Sure, I, I yeah, love how the main character Elizabeth is super hot, and oh, I yeah. would totally do her. I love. You know what I love is I love how the game can get really serious, and it has these really serious moments, right, where they're talking about uh, death and racism and sure. murder and racism and, right. and hatred and racism. And yeah. uh, where they're just killing people who aren't white, and then there's like a part where this the girl Elizabeth will be crying, and it's like a cutscene, and she's like, "I'm so sad," but we've got to continue. And then it'll go back to gameplay, and not two seconds later, she'll go, "Oh look, I found some money for you, sir," and she'll hand you a treasure. Oh, I love really that happy. part. Ugh. It makes it makes a brilliant commentary about yeah. how I'm just playing a video game. Because yeah, it keeps I mean, going. It keeps going. You were getting emotionally invested, but now you're playing a video game. Don't you feel like a jerk? I mean, we, we've discussed postmodernism really so many times, right. but I feel like yeah. this is actually the first postmodern video game. I right. feel like someone's finally done it. Uh, Brandon Sheffield, go ahead. It has it has some really existential moments, like when you're oh, yeah. you're walking around uh, in the in the world and. And you're not sure where to go because you can't see an obvious route to, to where anything is happening. And you can't see any enemies, but there are people from some ambiguous place calling you a coward for running away. Uh, even, but since you can't see any enemies because that you can't find any because you can't figure out you, where you are, it's this very like, like who am I? How did yeah. I get into this yeah. world? Why are people criticizing me here? It's very, it really makes you think about yourself, 10 out of 10. And you know, what? I thought I thought I was done shooting guys in the face. Right. I really, I really just I yeah. came into this going, I'm I'm just done with shooters. But there's, it's just really satisfying to shoot people of of different colors than myself. I've come to realize thanks to this game. Mm-hmm. Heck, heck yeah! Would I'm you a- kindly go to your local retail store and spend fifty nine ninety nine plus tax on this game? Retail store. Retail store, yes. Retail yes, store. it gets stale, and then we make it fresh again, and then we stale it all over again. That's right. You know, unlike would... this game, which is fresh as uh, something that's really fresh, mad heck fresh heck and fresh. radical, and other '80s references, because we really enjoy the '80s. Right. I love the '80s. Yes. Now, I expected to cry uh, going in a little bit. I didn't expect that I would cry for the entire uh, 86-hour campaign. Right. I didn't expect to still be crying. Yeah. I uh it's a whole lot of game actually. I was impressed yeah. by by how much game there was. There was the And I never wanted I never stopped playing. I just stopped eating and sleeping. I just couldn't put it down. It was like I mean if I if, if I liked books, it would be like a good book. Sure. Right. I mean, yeah. I feel like I don't have to read books anymore because there are games like Bioshock and it, it was it was the it was the the very definition. It was a literal page turner. Oh, yeah. <laughs> sure. yeah. Okay, I, I think we did it. I yeah. Yeah. Also, I, I just want to I just want to conclude. Bioshock Infinite had a real good time. Really good. Good. Uh, ten boys, ten. Ten out of ten. I'm gonna give ten. it a nine point yep. eight. 
I'm gonna give it a nine point eight. What is this? I, blasphemy? You're fired. You're fired. You didn't I, like it? IGN gave it a nine point four, so, and and they said it was a masterpiece. So I'm liking it a little bit more. Oh, okay. Well, that's. So I, I just want to say that I saw this is going back into serious mode. I saw a banner ad on Steam yesterday for mm-hmm. Bioshock Infinite. Now I really want to play Bioshock Infinite. I haven't played it. I want to write a thing about it. If anybody in the audience is generous enough to send me a copy. Uh, please do so. I have the Xbox and I have the PS3. I don't want to play it on the PC. Um, uh, begging I saw an, for be- things on the podcast now is a cool it, thing that we're doing. No, it's, mm-hmm. it's not begging. If somebody's finished uh, playing listen, the game and they said, "Listen, anyway, let me you send us money for better recording equipment because we'll take that." Send me five thousand dollars right now, so I can go to the doctor. Um, please sure. don't send me any money. Send I want to say that, like thirty bucks, maybe. So I saw this. I saw this banner ad for Bioshock Infinite where it said. Uh, the, the the critic quote was 10 out of 10 an unforgettable masterpiece, right? And it was Game right. Informer. And I'm like, all that tells me is that the magazine they force on you at GameStop, the place where they sell video games. That, that had a, an, an exclusive cover story that came in three separate covers. Yeah. Yes, that that magazine just can't forget. The same uh, video game magazine. You didn't which... let me finish my sentence. All right, fine. Sorry, sorry. I thought you were done. I thought you were done. That, that, that magazine that they force on you at GameStop just can't forget about Bioshock Infinite. Right. Is that the infinite part that you can't forget about it? Anyway, now you can say what you were saying. Oh, this is the very same magazine which featured as a cover story the Snoop Dogg video game, which was never released. Dupes I would have played that. I yeah. would have played that. All right, maybe. I would have played it. A bunch. It's time for our listener question. Oh, I like those. Our LQ. Let's hear the LQ. Simon Roby asks, how would Nintendo be different if Gunpei Okoye were still alive and with us today? You know what? I bet they wouldn't be different at all because yeah. at, they they would have totally done the, uh, the, the what, what do you call it, like the corner window thing where he's... Still at Nintendo, but he's not given any responsibilities. But like, well, hang on, hang on, hang on. He was not at Nintendo. He was at the time of true. Yeah. yeah, so Nintendo would not be different at all at the end. No, yeah. wait a minute. No, see, you're, you're <laughs> being, I, think, uh, I think it's presuming that he stayed at Nintendo somehow. Right. No, no. That's my I, guess. I'm going to go ahead and say that, uh, Frank, you're wrong, because if he had been at Bandai and he had continued helping them design hardware... Would Nintendo have had to compete with one of his ideas instead of them setting the standard with the that's Wii? A good, that's a good point. Oh, man. Possibly, uh, but um, realistically, uh, what were his real uh, innovations past the Game Boy? Game Boy? Well, actually, Virtual really Boy? The Wonder Swan. The Wonder Swan, what, its innovation was actually a very Nintendo-style innovation where you could play the game horizontally or vertically, and you could switch between those modes, and so that was that was almost like a dual screen level of thinking kind of. Okay, thing. so 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 in theory, he could have designed hardware that would have been unique enough to make Nintendo take notice. Or yeah, yeah, I think that's it. possible because the one. But who, who could he have done actually. it for that would actually compete with Nintendo? Sega. Well, Bandai if, he, has... if, if he had been with Sega at the time, and Sega yeah. wanted to do. I mean, he also did that before the PSP. Uh, what if he had designed the PSP? Yeah. I feel, I feel like Bandai was hecka rich, and they could have possibly been competitive if they yeah. would have tried something back then. The, the Wonder Swan was definitely not cutting it, though. 
but no. So I, I, okay, I can see a situation where yeah, he as I think he was an indi- was I don't think he was at Bandai. I think he was a contractor. Yeah, I think it, he had the, his, his own... company was called Koto. I think. Yeah. Koto. Yeah. Um, so I can see a situation where Koto is sort of designing Nintendo-like hardware for someone like a Sony or a Sega. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That, and, like... and we'd be in a situation where the PSP or equivalent or whatever was actually competing with Nintendo on Nintendo's level of yeah. innovation. So actually, I feel yeah. like if, uh, right. if Yokoi were contracted to design a portable console for Sony, it would still have the little cartridges, but I think he would have gave, given it better buttons. He wouldn't mm-hmm. have stood for the square button knocking against the side of the screen, which was horrible in the first PSP, and there would have been a... He would have probably been up on the news enough to put a touch screen on the PSP. So the yeah. PSP would have been a little bit more like the Vita. Now that it's, said, that said, he 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 has only ever designed cheaply. He's only ever true. designed off-the-shelf parts that you could get, right. you know, massive quantities for nothing. But uh, Sony, he would not have designed that, the PSP. Sony had all that big electronics money, though, that they could have. They could have given him like a high. The wonder, you know, the wonder Swan was basically made out of garbage. You yeah, know what he I might think, have done. I think he liked that. I think that was his challenge. Go ahead, Bernie. So you know, you know how the uh, the PlayStation Four is going to basically use not exactly off the shelf, but but high end yeah. consumer level innards. He he probably could have pushed been the first person to push that yeah. in a console. Like it's true. Like, like get a really nice ARM processor. Uh, top of the line at the time, and well, frankly, he would have designed if he was doing home consoles. He would have done something very much like the Wii. I mean, mm-hmm. maybe not the controller, but the innards of it. Uh, yeah. So, and yeah, he probably would have gone with ARM actually. Like, yeah. Like actually gone with ARM, even though that was an example. Um, it's an interesting question, though. Yeah. I didn't think it was at first when I was being a jerk, but now I feel. <laughs> I just, I just want to say, I think touchscreen PSP. I think is what he would have done if Sony would have been like, you have a ten million dollars to develop. Now, this. no, no, no. Touchscreen in PSP's time was DS touchscreen. Are we okay with that? It's not, it's not was, the uh, capacitive or whatever touchscreen of an capacitive. iPhone. It was, it, he would have, yeah, it would have been a stylus touchscreen. Okay. I wonder how that would have been. I think, I, I personally think that the DS. Uh, and I, I remember Phil Fish tweeting about this last week and getting a whole lot of flack about it. But the DS, the whole, why does it have to be two screens? Why do there have to be two screens there? It's, it was just a dumb gimmick that it did predate the whole using a tablet while watching a game on your TV thing. But, uh, yeah, like, what the heck, right? Like, I don't think it needed to be two screens. I think they could have had a bunch of people playing these, uh, you know, there would be a stylus tucked into the console somewhere. Yeah. I totally think a touchscreen, a, a stylus touchscreen PSP would have uh, been a thing. Yeah, Especially I mean, considering the balance of the the way the holding it in your hand. He probably saw that. In fact, let's go ahead and presume that the DS was Gunpei Yokoi's idea from the 80s that Nintendo couldn't make because it was a uh, Yeah, I can see him I can see him visualizing a game console being a notepad. You know, I yeah. mean like when he designed the game and watch it was like, I mean, what's the story that was based on people in which, playing with their calculators, right? I yes, mean, yes. Like, many of those were two screens as well. It's true. Yeah. It's true. He, he did he, invent the double screen thing. Yeah. He was very uh, observational, observation-based in how he designed yeah. things. He's like, what do people want to do? 
And yeah, and, and I could see him watching someone scribbling notes or doodling or something and being like, how do I make that a game? And I yeah. think I think part of the Wonderswan thing is if you hold it vertically, you could have a one-handed game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, yeah, I think, uh, I think you could have done some cool stuff. Yeah, if you were allowed to make a console that wasn't made out of vegetable fiber and egg cartons, which is what the Wonder Swan is, it, it feels like it actually is made out of vegetable fiber. I don't know if you knew that. I like that. I like it's that solid. console. Uh, Frank, I know you're in a rush. Do we have time for one more question, or should we go right to the lightning round? Um, I'd like to be out in about 11 minutes, so we should probably go to lightning round. Lightning round it is. Uh, this is a new game that I'm instituting called Apps to Apples. I'm going to give you an adjective. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. So I'm going to give you an adjective, and you tell me the video game which best fits it. Oh, man. Hmm. Are you ready? Yep. Let's begin with Salty. <laughs> uh, Cannibalt. Adam Saltzman made that. Cannibalt uh, <laughs> by Adam Saltzman. Grandiose. Grandia. Grandia. Grandia, yeah. <laughs> Grandia is definitely yes. a grandiose game. Tasteful. Oh, that's a oh. hard one, Landstalker. Ooh, wait, w- wait. What is? Are we supposed to just? Is this just like free association? Is that all? No, uh, you're what, picking a you, game which best fits this adjective. Yeah, what embodies oh, it? Oh, okay. Uh, tasteful. I like Landstalker a lot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Let's, let's planted the seed there. All right. Sorry. Shrill. Shrill. Ziggurat. <laughs> Heck yeah. <laughs> Uh, apologetic. <laughs> oh, oh my God! Uh, Metal Gear Solid. Metal, Metal Gear Solid Four. <laughs> I just, like that. That's a good yeah, answer. Yeah, yeah that's a good answer. Like, Sorry yeah. that we almost didn't include that character. You like guys? Yeah. So here Obnoxious. Metal Gear Solid Four. <laughs> Kingdom Hearts. Smash Brothers. Uh, uh, Smash all, Brothers. Smash all, Brothers. Solid answers all. Neighborly. Uh, Animal Crossing. Julia. Yeah. Grotesque. Tulip is also up there. Grotesque. Uh, God. Boogerman. Eh, too easy. Um, it's not, it, that's just more gross than grotesque. Yeah. yeah. Grotesque. Um, oh, Duke Nukem just, Forever. They, the, yeah. The violence has just escalated definitely. in those. Or, or the latest yeah. Hitman, possibly, yeah. Possible. Uh, chivalrous. Chivalry. <laughs> Chivalry, yeah. Uh, jazzy. Um, how about a, Jazz Jackrabbit? No, that's too, that's not, it's not really jazzy, it's not jazzy. How I've never about, considered a game jazzy, and I've always kind of looked for a jazzy I feel, game. I feel like some, some... Jazzy, God Hand, God Hand is jazzy. Oh, sure. Yeah, God yeah. Hand is pretty jazzy. It feels I'll like, it feels okay. like you're improvising a jazz guitar performance. And I, you know, I would almost say that something like Marvel vs. Capcom is also jazzy in that way, because... Because it has that Gonna Take You for a Ride song on the... Yeah, well, has it? Has a game ever used a uh, DJ Jazzy Jeff and Fresh Prince song? I think, I think there was one in DJ Hero. Oh, that's jazzy, yeah. All right. Uh, yeah. Lamentable. Lamentable. Um, lamentable. Castlevania Lament of Innocence. That's what I was looking for, actually. Yeah. I was trying to remember it's, the title. It's actually, it's actually a really bad game that I wish <laughs> they had. Lamentable. So, that, is... that title is actually quite accurate. Also, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go out on a limb and predict DuckTales HD Remix. <laughs> oh, DuckTales. More like SuckTales. Tammy, we're not even done, and you just won right there. Uncoordinated. <laughs> Heck yeah. Uncoordinated. Uncoordinated. No, sorry. Um, Uncoordinated. 
Quap. Quap, yeah. There you go. <laughs> yeah. It is, the, it is the difficult perfect. to get coordinated in that game. Ruthless. Oh, Ruthless? man, God Hand, because uh, uh, one out of four enemy NPCs will say, I'm brutal and ruthless, quoting Mike Tyson. <laughs> okay. Mike Tyson. Or, I'm brutal and ruthless. Fretful. Guitar um, Hero. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, that's what I was going to... Yes! God darn it. Gaudy. Gaudy. God yeah, God Hand. Hand. <laughs> really... I don't Gaudy. know if God Hand is gaudy. It's gaudy. It's, it's gaudy. Yeah. It's it's hecka gaudy. Gaudy. Um. Maybe maybe Bioshock Infinite again. Uh, Final maybe. Fantasy third. Final Fantasy thirteen is gaudy. It's like yeah. it's like walking into. It's like having one of those accessory stores in the mall for for preteen girls explode all over you. El Shaddai That's... is also gaudy in that its its visuals are super cool and they but they overshadow any playability. Of the it's game. A, it's a little slicker though. I don't know. It's. I think it's not. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. I don't know. It is a slick game, but it is. I guess kind of gaudy. Let's continue. Yep. Cowardly. Cowardly. Metal Gear Solid Four. Metal right. Gear Solid Four cowers in fear of its own audience. Yeah. So does Kingdom, any Kingdom Hearts game. I just. Uh, it's just. It's afraid. It's audience fearing. PlayStation All Stars. Also. Sorry, guys. PlayStation All Stars. Uh, swarthy. Swarthy. Yes. Mm. Oh, uh, how about how about the, the the ship battle scenes in um in Assassin's Creed Three? Assassin's Creed Three. It's a bit swarthy. I don't, I don't, I don't know if there's Monkey Island. Monkey Island. Monkey Island's got some swarth. I, yeah. I, I feel like uh, when I think of swarthy, just means like a tough big guy with uh, tanned skin. Anything right. with Zangief. I think uh, I feel I feel like that that Dark Siders game. If you took the armor off that guy, he'd be really swarthy. How about Saturday Night Slam Masters? Saturday Night Slam Masters is the swarthy game. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Fierce. There you have it. Fierce. fierce. Street Fighter Two. One of the one of the buttons. It just has yeah. the word fierce on it. Yeah, you press a button to be fierce. I mean, that game that game is downright fierce. Uh, camp. Camp. Yes. Uh, Man, the campy video games are pretty rare. That quantum uh, game. How about how about that that, campy. that uh GTA big gay adventure thing? Uh Ballad Gay Tony is, is pretty is actually camp. it's actually no, it's not, not really. Yeah. yeah. I would say it's more it's more straightforward than uh you'd think. It's more yeah. of a it's very much. It's just a series of Grand Theft Auto missions. They're yeah, good gay ones. Tony yeah. is just one of those wacky uh, gangster names. Yeah. Right. I'd Can't. say Bayonetta. Bayonetta's campy. Sure. Sma- I guess Smash Brothers. Uh, oh yeah. I, gu- I guess we could just have a whole bunch of Japanese games in there, like Disaster Report or right. Disaster uh, Raw Danger. Mr. Mosquito. Mr. Mosquito is pretty campy. Mr. Mosquito is campy. Mad Maestro is pretty campy. Parappa the Rapper is pretty campy. Even even Katamari Damacy is pretty campy. Japan is the answer. Japan. Nobi Boy is very campy. And finally, perfect. Perfect. Nothing. No games. No. Noby Noby Boy. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. This Ziggurat. Is Ziggurat. There you go. Yeah. Ziggurat is uh, not according to Edge. Not Tetris. According Tetris. To Edge. Yeah, Tetris yeah. is perfect. Tetris, Tetris is pretty close. Yeah, you know, what, you know what actually is the is a perfect video game? Is Super Hexagon is a perfect video mm-hmm. game. Whether, whether I like it or not, it's a perfect video game. Perfect yeah, being what it is. Okay. Yep. This has been episode thirty-nine of Insert Credit. I'm Punk. yeah, 
Uh, you can send in your questions to podcast at insertcredit.com. You mm-hmm. can uh, follow us on facebook.com slash icpodcast. You can subscribe to us on iTunes, leave a five-star review, tell us how great we are. Toops should be getting on putting up more episodes soon, but what, what's up with that? Uh, if you feel like stepping in for Toops because he feels like he feels a little over-encumbered, uh, send me a message, see uh, if uh, if you're a good guy, maybe we'll work Well, hang on, let's, let's specify like sure. what filling in for Toops actually means. Oh, uh, yeah. Which is like audio editing. Yeah. You take the MP3 version uh, of this, you, you take the, the MP4 of this YouTube video and you strip the audio out as an MP3 and... Uh, you uh, edit I out mean, the appropriate parts and you... Yeah. I, uh, I could actually do this. I didn't know this was a thing. Oh, yeah. Toops is okay. way behind. So oh, if you I, want... I can actually do this. Uh, don't, oh, don't even worry about it. I'll All do right. it. So Tim's going so to take care of a bunch of these. And uh, don't worry about that. But thanks for your help if you were concerned about it. We you should expect them up soon. You I didn't know ch- it was a thing. I, for, more I was... Hila- for more hilarious video game jokery, you can follow us on Twitter. I'm at Alex Jaffe. Brandon's at Necrosofty. Frank's at Frank Cifaldi. Tim's at number 108. And uh, maybe, just maybe, if you clap your hands and wish really hard... There may be a redesign of the InterCredit website uh, in the mix. We'll keep you posted. It so, might not be virus-stricken. Tim, is there something you wanted to plug before we leave? Oh, yes. I want to let everybody know. This is a very important, very special announcement. I have a very special announcement here. Um, if you are in or around the Austin, Texas area, there is a party known as Juegos Rancheros, which is a name that it means, means ranch video games. That's pretty clever. I like that. Juegos Rancheros, uh, which is curated by a bunch of the cool indie video game developer people in Austin. Uh, They're they're having a party tomorrow night to showcase two new games by Keita Takahashi, uh, one of which is Keita Takahashi and Adam Saltzman are collaborating on. Uh, And that will be tomorrow tomorrow night, Thursday night. Um, And also you can play Action Button Entertainment's Video Ball at this same party. So if you want to go and you want to play Video Ball, uh, you can check it out there at that thing. You can stick around for a little while after we finish, and whoever's available can answer your questions in the YouTube chat. If you missed the live stream, be sure to join us next week. Uh, You can subscribe to our aforementioned Facebook group to stay abreast of that, or subscribe to one or all, ideally, of our Twitter accounts. This is Alex Jaffe signing off for the week. Uh, it's Frank Spoldy. Tim Rogers. Brandon Sheffield. And this is podcasting. Honk. Podcast over, yeah. Podcast over, yeah!